Check this out. Harry Styles was crowned the new king of pop, and Michael Jackson's family says he didn't earn it. <sighs> I agree with this so much. Harry Styles, I don't even I don't even know a song by Harry Styles. I don't know who this dude is. Apparently he is hot shit. I don't know who he is. And then Rolling Stone is gonna come out of the out and say, hey. Everybody go check this out. The new king of pop is here. Look at this. The new king of pop. How the new excuse me. How the new king of pop set the music world aflame. This guy right here, friends, is the new king of pop, according to Rolling Stone. One of the worst magazines to ever exist in the last 10 years. <laughs> Again, I was a big fan of Rolling Stone. So Rolling Stones wrote a whole article, and they, they claim that he's the new king of pop. And of course, Michael Jackson is—he's is everyone's favorite uh, accused pedophile king of pop. Okay, this is where we're at. He's the new heartthrob. All girls are crazy. I mainly know him from YouTube Shorts. Seems like a cool dude. Nothing wrong with him. I'm not saying there's nothing, anything wrong with Harry Styles. I don't think that anybody's, I don't think we should just, we should cancel Harry. You know what? Fuck Harry Styles. This is it. That's right. Get the fuck out of here. You're canceled. Moving Dutchman. What's going on, buddy? King of popping in is what you are. Uh, yeah, okay. So again, don't hate Harry Styles. I don't. I don't know anything about him, really. But to say that he has he's the king of pop is a very, very, very bold statement. Yeah, I don't think he's close to MJ, but he's great. But, man. Yeah, exactly. And, again, we, we could give him a new title. How about he's the king of wearing dresses with tattoos? He's the king of having nice arms. He's the king of being a 30-something-year-old loved by 13-year-old girls. He's the king of, uh, who, uh, of who? The king of who? <laughs> like, who's Harry Styles? <sighs> Let's get into this. <clears throat> the Michael Jackson fandom has risen again to defend the late music icon against people who are declaring Harry Styles the new king of pop. For fuck's sakes. Jackson, who died in 2009 at the age of 50, was crowned the title due to his long and eclectic pop music career. Okay, thank you. I think in that sentence alone, that, that's where we're at. Uh, who knows? He might uh, have outdone MJ with kids. Who knows? I do, Naders, because if he had outdone the numbers that MJ have, we would know about him. Everyone would know about him. So Naders, no, we're not giving it to him. However, in a recent profile with Rolling Stone UK, oh, there it is. That's the problem. It's Rolling Stone UK. Who gives a shit about Rolling Stone UK? 
Uh, former One Direction member Styles 28 was described as the new monarch of popular music. And the notion has since received backlash from fans and even MJ's nephew Taj. Taj Jackson is not happy about this. His uncle, Michael Jackson, set a precedence. And now you got this new fucking cream-filled fuckboy here to, to, to take his place? Get out of here. Uh, okay, there is no new king of pop. You don't own that title at Rolling Stone. You didn't earn it. My uncle did, uh, my uncle did, Taj tweeted yesterday. Let me get that for a better edit. Uh, there is no new king of pop. You don't own the title at Rolling Stone. And you didn't earn it. My uncle did. Todd tweeted yesterday. There you go. Got a good. Got to get a good uh, uh, an edit point in. Uh, decades of dedication and sacrifice. The title has been retired. No disrespect to Harry Styles. He's mega talented. Give him his own unique title. He asks. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. And again, let's. We got to go in and dig into the comments here because we all know comments are is where uh, the lifeblood of all this lives. So uh, let's see. The title isn't retired, but he's definitely not it. When a man comes along that really blows us away, he may earn the new king of pop. But he has to earn it like Gaga earned her stripes. Hard work and dedication. Thank you, Ezra, Olivia, Oliver. <laughs> I can agree with that. I can agree with that. There can be a new king of pop, but I don't think Harry Styles is it. I don't think he did what Michael Jackson did. You got to remember, and here's the thing, Harry Styles being a part of One Direction, he's been a pop star for a very long time. But has he been a pop star since he was five years old? No. No, he hasn't. Did he dedicate his entire life to his career? No, he didn't. Maybe he has now, but no. Michael Jackson created the title for himself. It was never given to him by anyone. Why would you care if there's a new King of Pop when it was made up in the first place? <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> Thank you, I hate it here. That's uh, And look, it's ovaries flipping us off. That's nice. When Mike Tyson lost his belt, did the new champ walk around with a different title? Justin Bieber has the title now. His nickname is the Prince of Pop, but he is the champ. Hmm. Interesting. Your racism is showing. <laughs> right here, baby. It only took a little bit before it turned into racism. Your racism is showing. Y'all can't stand to see a black person win. And you're comparing apples to oranges. Black, Mike, black, oh my God. Michael Jackson has never lost his title. Justin and Harry can't even come close to being on the same level as MJ. On top, they can't even sing or dance like Chris Brown. <laughs> what the fuck? Can we identify him from a lineup? Then he ain't no king. Rain and Mystique, welcome in. I hope your drive is going okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think if you put 
this dude in a lineup of like scummy looking white dudes, he would just be another scummy looking white dude. <laughs> I do like that pretty Africana came in with the with a vengeance and was like, Y'all bitches don't even know. And this is what she looks like. There you go. There she is. Your racism is showing. Let's go deeper, shall we? I I actually really like this. Wait a second, hold on, who's this? Rolling Stone, the year's 50 best albums. Justin, the new king of pop. Yeah! <laughs> Reply to Taj. It shows their racism and disrespect. They tried the same crap with Timberlake. With uh, Timberlake, there is no new king of pop. MJ, king of pop forever. Look at this. Justin, the new king of pop. And here's the fucked up thing. Michael Jackson wasn't even dead when they did this. Rolling Stone is such a, a shit show. And the fucked up thing about it is now everyone looks at Justin Timberlake. Like all the kids are looking at Justin Timberlake like some old like fucking like, like some old boomer who's trying to figure out TikTok. Like, oh, what's that? It's funny. The kids are making fun of Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake's amazing. He's a great artist. Fantastic artist. I don't know who Harry Styles is. Though. But, okay, so this this makes a lot of sense. It just seems like they'll put the, the title on anybody. I miss rolling and being stoned. <laughs> I don't miss rolling, but being stoned I do. And... I've been, here's the other thing, Naders, I've been getting high since I got to Seattle, I was just getting high as fuck, and I haven't stopped, and now I'm just like, now I, I'm, I'm supposed to stop, and I'm just like, I don't want to stop, I don't want to stop, I don't want to, I don't want to stop, smoke it weed, but I have to, because my lungs hurt. Uh, it has nothing to do with racism, and I wish people would stop tossing that word around. If it wasn't MJ, I definitely could have seen either Justin T or Harry as the king of pop because of talent and charisma. Something MJ also had. Race got nothing to do with it. Naya, I kind of like where she's going. Uh, you want, uh, you want to be, you want... To be a pick-me so bad. No one can remember three relevant Justin Timberlake songs. He's just not relevant, nor is he making charts. Michael music is timeless. It has everything to do with it. Wait, is that race has everything to do with it? Is Really? Race has everything to do with it? That's why Michael's music is timeless? Hmm. Interesting. Bruno Mars has all that don't see him in rolling stone as the king uh, uh king they call him a child of pop justin is a king bruno is a child uh then you're going to say mtv wasn't racist when they weren't playing black artists too you know mj was the first david bowie called him out on this well jeez uh, louise Maybe, maybe that's what made Michael Jackson the greatest is because he was one of the first black artists to reach such heights. Maybe. I don't, I don't know if that's the truth. I wouldn't mind some Molly for my camping adventure this weekend. Oh yeah, where are you going, Naders? 
In any case, let's finish this fucking article so we can move on because we got more Michael Jackson news coming down the pipeline here. Another fan gripe. Rolling Stone calling Harry Styles the king of pop is a very bold move considering the most notable person to hold a king of pop title is Michael Jackson. How do you put Michael Jackson and Harry Styles on the same level with a straight face? That's truth. Facts. Uh, another Twitter critic wondered, even if you like Harry's music, which I admit I do, how do you even put them in the same level? You can't. There is no same level. There, there, Harry Styles and Michael Jackson, obviously, that was just a thing that Rolling Stone did, and, and I don't think much many people agree with it. <gasps> Rolling Stone, you're on thin ice. <laughs> you're on thin ice, Rolling Stone. Harry Styles will never be the king of pop. There's only one, another fan added. A fire Twitter uh, user chimed in. How much did Harry Styles' team pay Rolling Stone? Or did they just get a 15-year-old editor with no clue? I, I, I lean towards the latter. That's what I want to know because there's no justification for a music magazine to do what they're doing. Global cover star, king of pop, why? Nothing backs this up, the tweet went on. In the article, uh, oh, Watermelon Sugar is Harry Styles. Watermelon Sugar. That song is good. In the article, the Watermelon Sugar crooner discussed his flourishing acting career, staying off social media, and his relationship with his Don't Worry Darling director, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde? Olivia Wilde's hot. Uh, he confessed that, me, that mean comments about Wilde, 38, obviously don't make him feel good, and they hate the toxic negativity surrounding their relationship. Well, how old is Harry Styles? Because Olivia Wilde is fucking wildly beautiful. Harry Styles age. He looks older. 28? Whoa, this dude seems like he's been living life. Let's all just take a look at Olivia. Damn, Olivia Wilde. Get it, girl. This is Olivia Wilde, if you guys don't know her. She's very, very attractive lady. Um, she's I think it's awesome that she got with, that she's, she's just like fucking cougaring it up. Okay, so there's Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde's ride, uh, directing Don't Worry Darling, making Harry Styles a movie star. I don't see it. Uh, you don't see it? You don't think Olivia Wilde is that good looking? I think she's pretty good looking. I thought she was way... She was uh, she was awesome on The Daily Show. New ruling issued in Michael Jackson's fake songs lawsuit following settlement agreement. One week back, reports revealed. Uh, uh, one week back, reports revealed that Sony Music Entertainment and the Michael Jackson estate had quietly settled a lawsuit concerning three posthumously released songs that were allegedly recorded by a vocalist besides the King of Pop. Now it appears that the court may have modified the settlement. 
the latest development in the long-running complaint arrives some eight years after one Vera Serova submitted the action. In brief, regarding in brief regarding the multifaceted cases around, diehard Michael Jackson fans have for some time maintained that the three songs in question, Michael's Breaking News, Keep Your Head Up, and Monster, were recorded not by Michael Jackson but by a different singer. Sony Music originally defended the track's authenticity before adopting a more careful position with the introduction of the mentioned lawsuit. And this complaint, for its part, centered on alleged deceptive representation against consumers as well as other purported commercial violations. So, um... So they were defending the track, saying, "No, they're all they're authentic. It's good. They're good." Uh, <laughs> uh, but but people are like, "No, man, you're selling me some bullshit. You're selling me Michael Jackson. You're selling me a song that was supposedly written and and recorded by Michael Jackson, but what we're getting is something different." And so it's like you know, faulty, faulty bullshit, faulty business practices, friends. We're not fans. Uh, let's let's get into a little more of this. Nevertheless, ugh, nevertheless, evidence suggests that the California Supreme Court may have modified the settlement. Digital Music News received a judgment re- uh, ju- received a judgment reversed notification from the appropriate court today, albeit without the precise details of the development. Similarly, related documents, save for a brief summary, were unavailable at the time of this piece's writing. We therefore reversed the judgment of the Court of Appeal insofar as it ordered the order struck per the anti-slap statute. Those claims of Sarova against Sony that remained after the trial court uh, court's order, and we remand for further proceedings consistent with this option opinion, including any dismissal proceeding contemplated by the parties' settlement agreement. Uh, said a brief summary reads in full, seemingly indicating that a lower court will consider the dismissal and judgment reversal. It's worth highlighting in conclusion that MJ, the namesake artist's official musical, debuted on Broadway in February with no shortage of attendees having taken social media to tout the perceived quality of the show. Organizers recently announced that MJ is set to head to a number of other cities in 2023 as part of a comprehensive North American tour. So, I'm not sure what that means. So I'm not really sure what this actually means. <laughs> the ruling fake songs. Um, so let's see if we can find a video that kind of breaks this down a little better. Shut up, Mike. Gosh. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a... Uh, fake Michael Jackson songs. So, uh, so, oh, this is from Fantano. Who's okay? A, hi, hello, who's, everyone. He's on Twitch Fantano here. here. Internet's busiest. Uh, Fantano's on uh, is on Twitch here too. So, um, let's let's watch this. Maybe he can break it down for us a little better. 
music nerd. I hope you are doing well. I want to talk about this interesting little phenomenon that is bubbling up online right now. Stereogum and a few other places are posting about it at the moment. Uh, Sony has just removed three posthumous Michael Jackson songs from streaming services because fans think he didn't sing on them. Uh, yes, if you go on to streaming services right now, I will show you this in a second. I checked it earlier today, and there are, in fact, three tracks missing from the posthumous Michael Jackson album, Michael. Uh, those songs are Keep Your Head Up, Breaking News and Monster featuring 50 Cent, they are gone off of streaming now. On YouTube, and I imagine on other places on the internet, there are some spots where you can still access the tracks, listen to them for yourself. Uh, as it says in the article here, in 2010, the year after Michael Jackson's death, Sony released Michael, the first posthumous collection of Michael Jackson's unreleased songs. That album eventually went platinum, but three songs on that album have long been a sore spot for Jackson fans. The story is that people don't believe Michael Jackson really sang on the songs. Breaking News, Keep Your Head Up, and the 50 Cent Collaboration Monster. Fans have long believed that the vocals on those songs really come from session singer Jason Malachi, who I guess years ago had made a post claiming that he sung on those tracks, but then that had been, uh, I guess, argued as being fake. Listen, uh, when this record came out, I heard some of it. I thought it was... Oh, well, there you go. So, I mean, the, in the other article, you could see that this has been going on for years, especially since the, I mean, it's been a while since Michael Jackson has died. Michael was out, I believe, like 2010. It was very close to after he died that they released it that album and so you can sort of see where it's all culminating at so i'm just not sure what that first article we read what what's even happening like my my stupid brain doesn't process it i'm not a lawyer let's continue on pretty good i didn't uh find it as disappointing as i did down the road the record escape um i thought that was actually a pretty awful posthumous record generally. But, uh, you know, Michael, I thought some pretty like classic moments in terms of his vocal performances, like behind the mask, stuff like that. There was never a point in my mind where I heard anything on the record and thought like, oh, this is definitely not Michael. This is definitely fake. What's even weirder is now that the songs are down, we have some very odd rationalizations for that. Uh, in a statement to a fan page, a spokesperson for Jackson's estate says the removal of these three songs has nothing to do with their authenticity. Nothing, nothing to do with their authenticity, not even a little bit. Uh, the estate and Sony Music believe the continuing conversation about the tracks is distracting the fan community and casual Michael Jackson listeners uh, from focusing their attention where it should be on Michael's legendary and deep music catalog. You know, it's kind of odd because when I go to the YouTube pages where you can still hear these songs, a vast majority of the comments are just like really positive and it's just fans enjoying the tracks. I mean, while I'm sure if you dig deep enough, there are comments and there are discussions going on about the authenticity of the songs. Generally, uh, th there isn't a super heated debate that I've been catching uh, in terms of, oh, this, this is definitely fake, at least directly under the songs. Like when I dug even deeper, of course, I've seen uh, pages on Reddit. Of course, I've seen YouTube videos talking about whether or not it's actually Michael on these tracks. I guess what I'm trying to say here is like, while there is obviously a conversation about these tracks going on within the fan community, at least from what I've been able to gauge, it's not so intense and it's not so persistent that it would warrant the removal of these tracks, which if it is your goal to sort of prevent people from having these conversations, talk about this, uh, keep them from focusing on this, you're only creating more focus on this by removing the tracks <laughs> and not allowing the public to have access to them on streaming platforms. You are yeah, he makes a great point. Anytime that you get remove something or remove somebody, I think we talked about this last time, but we're talking about how Joe Rogan, after he got canceled, after the many times he got canceled, every time he would gain more followers. And at the end of the day, he gained like two more million people, two more million listeners. So the fact that they took down these songs to me points to some sort of obvious fuckery, right? Like... You don't just start taking things down unless something 
is uh is something out of the ordinary is is happening and and like he was saying that don't make much sense it's not like people are tearing each other apart on the internet like nah fuck you you idiot this isn't my goal why is he wearing adidas go cancel the um i don't know what do you got against adidas moving dutchman why are you hating on adidas right now are literally doing what you are attempting to avoid with the removal of these tracks. Now people are focusing on these songs more than ever. And like I said, bam, here you go. Here's the 2010 record, Michael. It used to have 10 tracks on it. Now it just has seven. Uh, the three that were removed, still found them on YouTube, Monster with 50 Cent, Keep Your Head Up, Breaking News. And um, I went back and listened to them for myself again uh, to sort of see how valid this worry and this concern is that it's not Michael. And I can't say that I'm not entirely convinced, given Michael's vocal timbre and performance level, because, you know, at this point, his his voice had aged a bit um, in, you know, the mid to late 2000s. I would say Monster with 50 Cent is pretty on point, and I'm not really entirely convinced that Keep Your Head Up isn't Michael either. Breaking news, though, I feel like is a slightly different story. There is something very odd and very off about the vocal performance on this track, to the point where it feels almost like it's a parody, like somebody doing a somewhat off das. Michael Jackson impersonation, which is kind of awkward because in this song, Michael, we assume if he is in fact singing on the track, is singing over and over and over in the first person. And <laughs> as he's referring to himself, he sounds the least like himself. Yeah, again, with Keep Your Head in Monster, I'm, I'm not entirely sold, but there is something that, that like, that, that really stinks about the vocal performance on Breaking News that just feels very odd. Now, with that being said, this is also a posthumous album. I mean, there are tons of posthumous albums out there where uh, you're getting less than ideal and less than perfect performances from the artists involved and the label, producers, whoever's trying to squeeze a buck out of the memory of uh, any given artist is just kind of releasing that shit regardless of the quality. Yeah, I... I um, I agree with that. Das Morbe. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, wholeheartedly where you're not getting the best of any artist and I think Raina even said that she wasn't a fan of posthumous albums either I don't mind posthumous albums if it's good but you're right you're not getting the best out of the artist you're not getting you know Michael Jackson obsessing over vocals until they're perfect you're getting scratch tracks or tracks you know holding places or demos or stuff that was meant to be uh, or, or never meant to be released. You know, there's stuff that maybe wasn't good enough for an initial release and was like, oh, I never want that to hear, see the light of day. And then, you know, he dies and they're like, well, look at all this shit that they passed over. Fuck it. We'll just, we'll just put that out. Who cares? He's dead. <laughs> so it does look like there is a little bit of uh, some evidence going on that or at least there is a discussion going on about it not being real. I might get rid of this. Uh, so I'm really interested in how this, I want to, I want to try to understand what's going on here. Um, so let's go. Uh, what's a anti per the anti slap What's an anti slap mean? Let's find out what anti slap means. Uh, short, uh, short for strategic lawsuits against public participation have become all too common tool for intimidating. Son. What is slap? Uh, le coq sporif for the win. I don't know what that means. 
the right uh, the rights to speech and petition uh, enshrined in the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, free speech and a healthy debate are vital to the well-being of democracy. In fact, the United States Supreme Court has said that the right to petition the government is the very foundation of our democracy. I would agree with that. Slaps are strategic lawsuit, public participation. These damaging suits chill free speech and healthy debate by targeting those who communicate with their government or speak out on the issue of public interest. Eight months of butt slut. Now, please, put your fists in the air. Wave them like you do not care. For your host, Mike E.P. That's me. Thank you so much, Morby. I really appreciate you, my friend. And, and again, I hope you do feel better with your headaches. And, um, you know, and I'm glad that you're out on your own, living your, your big, big girl life. Slabs are used to silence and harass critics by forcing them to spend money to defend these baseless suits. Slap uh, filers don't go to court to seek justice. Rather, slaps are intended to intimidate those who disagree with them or their activities by draining their target's financial responsibilities. Water and laughing is the best medicine. Oh, yes. And, And don't forget. I don't know what else. Don't forget something. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget rest. There you go. Rest. Will I give birth via butt? Yes. Yes, you will. One more month to go. <laughs> give butt slut. <laughs> Another brand like Nike, Adidas, a Puma. Oh, well, you know what? Moving Dutchman, everybody. Look, I'm wearing an Adidas shirt. See? Although it does say addicted. And it's not an Adidas shirt at all. It's a weed shirt. Uh, you butt sluts. Uh, well, he said yes. Nothing more to add. Fair enough. Uh, we therefore reverse the judgment of the... Okay, Digital Remote received a judgment reverse notification from the appropriate court today, albeit without the precise details of the development. Similarly... Related documents, save for a brief summary, were unavailable at the time of this writing. So there are some pieces missing. We therefore reversed the judgment of the court appeal insofar as it ordered struck, per the anti-slap statute, those claims of Sorova against Sony that remained after the trial court's date. And we remand for further proceedings consistent with this opinion including any dismissal proceedings contemplate, contemplated by the parties' settlement agreement. Said brief summary reads in full, seemingly indicating that a lower court will consider the dismissal and the judgment reversal. So it, it seems like someone was given a slap statute to keep them silent about, a certain, about this topic. And they're just trying to get a reversal on it. 
I don't know. I'm an idiot. You could have fooled me, but we... <laughs> Calm down, moving Dutchman. Uh, Capital writer's job. Yeah, this is another one. Uh, this is another one we'll be going over here. But, yeah, so I don't know what this means, but it, it's very interesting to me that there's this idea out there that, that they're just releasing music without uh, Michael Jackson's consent because he's dead. And I wish I knew what this means. So if anybody watches this on YouTube or anything, can you tell me what this means? Can can someone in the community let us know what this means? What 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 does that even mean? I feel like this is the crux of this article, and I have no idea what this means. In any case, have you heard the rumor that P Diddy is gay? Have you guys heard that? I've heard it so many times now that. So this homeboy, this dude named Orlando Brown, he was a former, he's a a, a former uh, Disney star. He's saying that uh, P Diddy gave him the gawk gawk. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yo, Diddy, you gave me the But whatever he's saying. Orlando here, Brown claims that Diddy gave him the gawk gawk three thousand. Did Diddy do it? Check this out. Mm. I got in my Diddy mode, I'm sorry, I started licking my lip. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yo, Diddy, you gave me the Ooshka Skoosh You gave me the Ooshka Smooth The Smooth Smash. The Smooth Smash. What does that mean? You know what I mean? I think that's his way of full. Ooshka Smooth I love it, yo. I love it. I love it. Orlando Brown claims that Diddy gave him. I fucking love that. The Ooshka Smooth Smash. I love that he said it like that. The oosh gosh moosh <laughs> Come on. You had a house called the Flavor House Usher and many other people lived in when they were kids. Ooh, that's weird. With a name like that, I could see it. Puff Daddy also has a slapping addiction that seems like it's going to come out of retirement. Ask J. Cole. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, so did Diddy slap J. Cole? Diddy slaps. Why did he slap Drake? <laughs> Why did he slap J. Cole? <laughs> did he slaps the fire out of Drake in Miami? Do we get to see a picture of this? What up, Fight World? It's your boy Ego, and I'm back with some more boxing. Actually, it's not really boxing, but that's the benefit of having your own channel. You can talk about what the fuck you want. That's right. Still fighting. And since I'm into hip-hop and music, and I just thought it was funny, so I wanted to share it. So according to various reports, yesterday at a nightclub in Miami, P. Diddy, Puffy, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call him, Sean Combs, and Drake got into an altercation. And apparently Diddy smacked the fire about Drake, and I just thought it was hilarious. I'm waiting, <laughs> I hope, a video surfaces just because it's fun, it's good entertainment. But yeah, they're saying that Drake went to the hospital and just got duffed out in, in, in the club in Miami. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. I never <laughs> he went really to the, the two fighting. He went to the I hospital. Celebrities, like when they want to get on, if there's real beef, they need to take it to the boxing ring. Like have a, an organized duel for charity or whatever. Have some kind of organized um, event. Sell out tickets. Use their star power. Use their. I, I think that's a good idea. Why? Why did I know for a fact? Uh, did he really slap Drake? Charlemagne says. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I mean, one of the things I want to say is about all these altercations. <laughs> at, a certain, at a certain point in my life, 
I was, I, w- I was handling things in an immature way. All those things that happened in the past, they're all 100% true, okay? And and I have no other comment about them, but they're true, and I'm putting that behind me, okay? Hashtag Diddy no stuff. Sometimes God <laughs> makes Diddy grab a bottle, sometimes he makes him grab a kettlebell. It happens. Nah, nah. <laughs> Diddy is a mogul in every sense of the word. He took over the rap game in the 90s with his Bad Boy Records. He took over the alcohol game with Ciroc in the late noughties. And over the last Naughties. decade, he's taken over the MMA game with a unique mixture of open-handed and kettlebell-based combat. In fact, when it comes to MMA, Diddy has a near spotless I'd record. I'd pay $100 so, to smack let's take Drake. a look back at one of hip-hop. <laughs> That's too much, bro. I ain't paying no money to fucking slap somebody. That's too much money. Uh, that's a millionaire slap. Uh, bro, that's not no regular slap. Okay, I got you. Uh, Trap Lord Ross, that's my guy. I don't, I've never even heard of Trap Lord Ross. Why, who the fuck? I feel like you're just making this shit up, bro. You just made that fucking name up, didn't you? Trap Lore. Trap Lore Ross, bro. Not Lord. I knew you were making shit up, Samo. I knew that shit. By the way, everybody, Samo's podcast, if you missed it, is out now on, at WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. You can go find uh, the podcast me and Samo did. Uh, it was on Dude's Shirt. Oh. Huh? Oh, oh, I see. It's most lethal fighters. Welcome back to Diddy McGregor's Greatest Hits, where we're going to be taking a look at some of the finest moments of combat from bad boy boxing. Let's go. Let's go. One of the most electrifying bouts in hip-hop MMA was Diddy versus Drake. In an open-handed, five-finger slapping bout, Drake made the first move, delivering a metaphorical slap to Diddy's face by sealing his beat for zero to 100. Whilst delivering injury, it failed to achieve the fatal blow, and Diddy clapped back at the party in club lid with an explosive five-finger slap that left Drizzy KO. <laughs> the second big hit is Diddy versus his own phone, knocking out Verizon in a spectacular first round knockout, a bout that was held in the comfort of Diddy's own office. Savage! I'm a savage! I wanna get that hype on my own shit. That's what I want. I wanna smell my own fart and get that hype. For reals though. This is my type of arrogance in the storytelling, <laughs> right? Up third is the vintage 1999 white collar boxing match between Steve Stout and Diddy. Allegedly, Diddy had requested an image of him on a cross be removed from the Hate Me Now video, a request which was ignored by Nazis manager Steve Stout. Diddy duly headed to Steve's office to deliver a savage champagne bottle finisher, which was later settled out of court. Clearly, Diddy wasn't happy about that image being out there. It'd be a shame if someone flashed it up on screen right now. Whoops. Oh shit, wait, did he fucking smash a champagne bottle on someone's head? What the fuck? <laughs> That's tight. Diddy does it. The next big hit is the famous kettlebell attack on Diddy's son's college football coach. Allegedly, Diddy wasn't happy his son had been cut from the team for the summer. A tense confrontation led to Diddy grabbing a kettlebell and leaving the scene charged with three counts of assault with a deadly weapon. Bro, kettlebells are fucking deadly weapons. Those are deadly fucking weapons. <laughs> How do you get that hyped up over some shit that you're going to like just swing a fucking murderous ball of steel with a handle on it? It has a fucking handle on it. It's a murder weapon. Uh, anyways, let's keep going on here because we got to know Diddy does it. Welcome to our new segment called Diddy Does It. Did, did, did Diddy do it? Let's find out.
And of course, we finally have Diddy's wrestling debut with Jay Cole. The headline event that took place following the 2013 VMAs, supposedly Jay Cole was actually winning the bout before security stepped in to stop Diddy causing any more injury to his own body or career. But why did this happen? The year is 2013, and it's the night of the MTV Video I'm Music Awards. By the way, I'm glad he took that fucking reverb off of his voice. It was really starting to bother me. It's been a raucous night of entertainment. Formerly relevant culture vulture Miley Cyrus channeled her inner Madonna and decided to sexually assault irrelevant wife culture disappointment vulture. Robin proving once and Jeez. for all the two wrongs do make a right. Justin Timberlake performed an unnecessarily long 15-minute medley of 12 of his songs before being presented with the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award, which makes a lot of sense considering that Justin was probably his type. And of course, Drake was there, starting his performance, <laughs> missing the bottom of his own head before finding it around the same time he found the auto-tune button. He then attempted to perform Started from the Bottom despite several fans literally trying to stop him. It was worth a try. And as you can see, Rihanna was visibly loving Drake's performance. Birdman was in the audience and apparently showing the cameras exactly how much of Drake's royalties he would be keeping from this song. Macklemore was there performing his famous P. Diddy tribute song, Same Love. And let's not forget, this was famously the same year that Macklemore robbed Kendrick Lamar of both the Grammy for Best Album and Best Video at this VMAs. But it would turn out that this wouldn't be the only snub that Kendrick would be getting that night. Damn, that's fucked in the up. Words of R. Kelly, Macklemore party, beat out party. fucking... After the after party, it's being imprisoned in my Hold on, hold on. Macklemore beat out Kendrick? What a fucking travesty. What a fucking horror show. In what world does Macklemore beat out fucking Kendrick? What upside down fucking backwards fucking un underground bullshit is that? That's horrible. R. Kelly was denied bond after being charged with federal sex crimes. Of course, what? What the fuck? Sex dungeon. I mean, it's the it's the hotel lobby. And when it comes to after party, what could possibly be more lit than a P Diddy Ciroc party? Well. A joint party between P. Diddy and Jay-Z, sponsored by Ciroc and Douce. Diddy was using this VMA's after party to launch his new flavor of Ciroc, Amaretto. And today in 2019, Ciroc actually has 10 different flavors. This includes the French Montana-inspired French Vanilla, the Jeremy Scott-designed Machino edition, and of course the limited edition Shine-inspired Ciroc Vintage, which has been aged in a cage for 10 years and completely destroyed your vocal cords. Oh, it's trash. Anywho, this it's event trash. was a who's who of heavy hitters and heavy hitties. This included fellow Diddy punching bag Drake, Chris Brown punching bag Rihanna, and of course punching bag for children aged three to five Kevin Hart. Apparently drinks were flowing, banter was flying, and everyone was having a good time. Drake was supposedly singing to a table that included Jay-Z and Beyonce, apparently causing even more discomfort to a nearby Rihanna. Macklemore was there, pictured here with Rita Ora, or as my jealous ex-girlfriend would call her, Rita Hora. Macklemore holding a bottle of water there, which I assume he also stole from Kendrick Lamar. But tensions started to rise at this party when reportedly Diddy started ripping on Kendrick for his controversial verse on the song Control. Remember Control? Well, two weeks before this event, on August 14th, 2013, the most generic rapper in the game, Big Sean, released a song called Control. No disrespect to Big Sean, but he is essentially the rapper that you get if you play Def Jam Icon and create a character leaving all of the settings on default. Anyway, I'm hesitant to call this Big Sean's song because despite the fact that Big Sean was a headline artist featuring Jay Electronica and Kendrick, Kendrick basically took over the whole show with an incredible three minute verse. Big Sean actually removed this song from his album partly Boob because of overshadowed by Kendrick and also partly because of some unclear sample issues. But to be fair, if Big Sean's worried about his career being overshadowed by Kendrick Lamar, he should have quit rapping 10 years ago and taken that job as Kanye's executive car wash. So unless <laughs> you're a goat for watching YouTube and Augmag playback speed, this is a pro move. I don't understand how people don't watch it at Augment. The only thing I don't go too fast because I'll go to like two. I'll I'll watch YouTube videos on two times. Anything past that kind of gets jumbled up in my ADHD head. 
but I, I when I'm streaming, I only do 1.25 because of our overseas friends, Z. And welcome, Z. Uh, because overseas friends have a hard time, especially if English isn't their first language. They have a hard time uh, uh, keeping up with it. Uh, so, so I don't play it too fast. I would listen to it on two or watch it on two. But uh, it's only on 1.25 right now just because everybody's time is valuable, son. The fuck? I also do it on my uh, on my TikTok videos. I'll augment the speed as well because it's like, fuck yet. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we all are busy here. I, I listen to books. I listen to books uh, at, at fucking like 1.75, 1.5 maybe. I listen to books like that. And like Rain is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> listen, we're busy, y'all. We got, we, we got a limited amount of minutes on this earth. We gotta use them wisely, okay? So, God damn it, we're 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 watching it on fast. Uh, yo, I'm taking notes because I could use that. Some of the stuff be taking decades to get to the punchline. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, no, I, I'll I'll watch something on two and be like, fuck this. Like, I'm going. I'm doing this. Like, like if it's like a it's like a 20 minute video i'll put it on two and let it run and fuck it just like get all the cliff notes and i'm out uh precisely thank you you're welcome sir um just to be honest just be honest be true to yourself you're missing the chipmunks alvin simon and the fat one theodore okay Ain't nobody got time to listen to some YouTuber slow ass week, right? And I and you know it's always like at the beginning of a YouTube video, it's always just like make sure you smash that subscribe and hit that like button and make sure you're following along and hit the fucking bell. And we do these kind of videos all the time, bro. And like this is what we do on this channel. Now sit back and watch this sponsor. Yeah. And then like, you know, five minutes in, they're starting to just get onto it. And I'm just like, come on man i'm not here for that just get to the point a very famous quote i don't think tom petty made it up but tom petty is the person i heard it from so i'm just gonna say tom petty don't bore us get to the chorus that's how we're looking at y'all um because it helps with the algorithm i hate hearing that <laughs> helps with the algorithm it just helps it our whole lives are being run by algorithms. Yay. You've been living under a rock for the past 10 years. You'll know that Kendrick Lamar used his verse on control to basically call out 11 of the biggest rappers in the game and basically say that he's out to destroy their careers and make them irrelevant. And whilst doing this, he Which essentially he did puts himself do. up there with the greats alongside Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem, and Andre 3000. So in case you didn't actually catch that verse, let's do a quick roll call of everybody that he called out. Big Sean. Um, here. J. Cole. Here. Big Crit. Crit is here. Wale. Here, you know what I'm saying? Pusha T. Yeah, I'm here. Mac Miller. It's just me and Mac when we're out here. All right, Max, here's the attitude. Meek Mill. Right here. Tyler, the creator. Standing right here. All right, Tyler, sit down. Jay Electronica. Here. Drake, I know you've been here for ages. I was here when, when there were no walls. ASAP Rocky. Now this verse basically <laughs> set the hip hop scene on fire. Kendrick Lamar's social media following increased fivefold in the days following, and many rappers, including those mentioned, as well as those that didn't but just wanted some clout, crawled out of the woodwork and started giving their responses. Now, I could waste your time and compile all of the responses to this verse, but I think it's a lot easier to just let Kendrick sum it up for you. How are you feeling about uh, all, the, um, all the comebacks lately from your uh, control verse? 
But in addition Can to try hard. Drops, Kendrick Lamar also dropped a line in the song where he claimed to be the king of New York, despite being from California. Now, the crown of king of New York has always been a contentious issue amongst rappers. The idea of there being a king of New York was immortalized forever by the 1990 film of the same name, which starred Christopher Walken as Frank White, a name that has been used by several rappers, including the notorious B.I.G. over the years. In fact, many rappers have claimed to be the king of their respective territory and often face violent retribution as a result. Jay-Z and Nas famously fought over the crown of king of New York for many years in a beef that a lot of people thought would end in bloodshed. Young Dolph was famously shot at 100 times after claiming to be the king of Memphis, though he eventually settled for the king of Dolphland. And of course, Young DiCaprio <laughs> was famously killed by an iceberg after claiming to be king of the world aboard the Titanic. Diddy and Jay-Z had quite a classy response to these claims of being king of New York, essentially sharing this image and keeping it moving. And even K-Dot knew not to mess with the big dogs. But jump from here, two weeks into the future, back to the VMAs party, and we'll see that it's not all love between Kendrick and Diddy. I'm the king of the world! Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, I swear every single podcast out there would talk about endlessly about the algorithm, about podcasting itself. It wasn't meta. It was boring as hell. <laughs> uh, well, I think to some people it was probably very fascinating. For, for people who had podcasts, it was probably fascinating. But for people who are just listening, just like, I don't care. Just give me something to listen to. I like Count Dankula. He makes fun, uh, he makes fun of those intro. <laughs> Does he? We got to remember Count Dankula. I've never heard of Count Dankula. That's kind of funny. I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested, Naders. Let, let's not forget that. We're, we're going to circle back. I'm pretty sure if you want to be the king of New York, you need to start with a golden toilet. I agree. I agree. Golden toilets. That's where it's at. So we're back in the club, VMA's after party, two weeks after Kendrick dropped his controversial control verse and tensions in hip hop are high. We're a few hours into Diddy's after party and bottles of Ciroc and Doucet are flowing. Diddy's girlfriend Cassie is front and center with a massive golden goblet of Ciroc with her name on it. Guess that was a good investment, eh Diddy? So legend has it that at some point a drunken P Diddy got close to Kendrick whilst in the club. And at this point, Diddy confronted Kendrick about his King of New York line. If you remember in 2012, exiled rapper Shine famously said that Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid Mad City album was trash in his deep raspy voice. It's trash. Kendrick actually responded to this comment on the J. Cole-produced track, The Jig Is Up, by also channeling his inner shine and saying, J. Cole, your shit is trash! <laughs> Sorry, I just like doing the voice. Anyway, this confrontation <laughs> developed, and apparently, Diddy tried to pour Ciroc on Kendrick's head. Now, I'm not sure if this was a joke or a provocation, but I don't know why Kendrick got so mad. I mean, we all know from the song Swimming Pools that he loves headshots. Right? So at some point, after Diddy had tried to mix a butterfly, J. Cole decided to step in and have some stern words with Diddy. Now, it's unclear exactly what J. Cole said to Diddy, but according to media outlets, two things were said. Firstly, apparently J. Cole said something disrespectful about Cassie. Secondly, apparently, J. J. Cole made a comment that seemed to suggest that Diddy was responsible for the murders of Biggie and Tupac, and essentially saying that the reason rappers can't be competitive now is because if they are, Diddy will have them killed. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Now, I can't confirm whether any of that's true, whether some of it is partly true, or whether the entire thing is fake news. But what is corroborated by several different stories is that this confrontation and this scuffle did indeed go down. One of the more credible sources is the appropriately named Punch, who is the president of Kendrick Lamar's TDE record label. Though he doesn't say exactly what went down or who it went down between, but it does corroborate that something that we all know went down happened at this party. The fight. Now, according to the many sources out there, it didn't take long for these disrespectful words to turn into fists. And boy, howdy, does it sound like this fight was a sight to behold. Apparently, for a while, J. Cole was actually getting the better of Diddy, whilst Jay-Z himself was stepping in, trying to split them up, all while a hysterical Beyonce is nearby screaming. But after 90 seconds of steamy man-on-man action, security managed to split <laughs> up the fight, and J. Cole was swiftly ejected from the venue. After things cooled down, apparently Diddy grabbed the mic and said, It's all cool. Y'all keep having fun. It's no big deal. It's over. I'm assuming that he also added, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, uh. Reportedly, Jay-Z and 
<laughs> Beyonce then left the venue furious, especially considering the fact that J. Cole is a Rock Nation signee. Oh boy. Oh boy. In the boy. aftermath of this scuffle, both sides moved into damage control very quickly. Reportedly, everybody that was there was told to delete images and videos of the fight going down. And allegedly, there was footage that, that, that people were forced to delete yeah. after the fact. Yeah, there, there, was, there was footage about this. And the next day, Dean <laughs> denied the whole thing, lying, saying that nothing happened. J. Cole didn't outright deny it, but he did say that anyone will believe anything. Well, especially if it's true. And one of J. Cole's friends came out on Twitter and publicly denied it, saying that everybody had their facts wrong, whilst also failing to provide any facts or insights of his own. Clout chasing to the highest degree. Interestingly, two months later, in a candid backstage video that appeared on Diddy's Revolt TV, we seem to see a friendly moment between Diddy and J. Cole that swiftly develops into a fake fight where Diddy pretends to beat up J. Cole in an apparent light-hearted reference to what supposedly went down. But Diddy infamously appeared on The Breakfast Club a few years later and seemed to confirm the fact that all of the altercations are 100% true. In reference to this, the fight with J. Cole, also slapping Drake, and the kettlebell incident at his son's school. All those things that happened in the past, they're all 100% true. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of gossip out there, but there's essentially no hard evidence that this thing actually happened. I'm just giving you all of the info and you can make up your mind for yourself. But there is one last conspiracy theory surrounding this case. There has uh -oh. been one long-running rumor that this entire fight was staged and coordinated as a publicity stunt for Diddy to get attention for his newly launched Ciroc Amaretto cocktail, P. Diddy Punch. Which would fall in line with how like Jay-Z and Beyonce and all of them were sort of using drama to push their new music. Like when Lemonade came out and, and Becky with the good hair, everybody's like, who's Becky with the good hair? Who's that bitch? Jay? Hova? Who's Becky with the good hair, you son of a bitch? Don't be mistreating Queen B. Bay. B-A's. B-A-B-A. Biabe, Beijing, Bazinga, <laughs> Bazinga. Crack summer. Hey guys, Chatlaw Ross here, and today I'm going to show you some of the best cocktails that Ciroc Amaretto has to offer for the summer. Are you serious? He's about to do fucking get out of here. <laughs> okay, who's who's Count Dankula? We're not done with you, P Diddy, but I do want to know who Count Dankula is. Today, we're going to be covering a man who you have no doubt seen before in memes. The fabled Golden Indian, whose real name is Datatray D, literally made of gold. To max level 50, as well as a ton of off one status, known as Vakratunda Chit Fund. That's, that's Chit, C-T-H. And his company was located- He's foreign! the fuck stop giving kids new names a hybrid beyonce name is born every 30 seconds in the hood don't speed it up every 15 seconds listen we're gonna give her whatever the fuck we want all right saying well you're not gonna come in here and start telling us what to do not sure if he still makes fun of the intros that's okay i'm gonna subscribe and come back to him we're on a diddy thing hold on let's see let's see if this comes up is diddy gay is he gay? Which uh, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. What what to me, if Diddy is gay, right? And if Diddy is out there blowing uh, Orlando Brown, and if he's out there having these midnight trysts with other people, other men, nothing wrong with that. Be yourself. It's it sucks because. If you feel like you got to live hidden and you can't be who you are because you're afraid of how people will judge you, 
that's what sucks about it. It's like if P Diddy's like, I gotta maintain this thuggish thuggish s persona, and I can't be gay, and I can't let people know that I'm gay because that would like diminish my street cred. I don't know. I don't know what the case is there, but it, it's always sad to me when people can't be who they truly are. And that's uh, and, and that's the only thing I find wrong with the situation. If Diddy's gay, cool. I don't care. He gives a shit. Suck all the dicks, Diddy. They call him Suck Dick Diddy. Uh, but but I, I don't care, you know? Power top all you want, baby. Power top all the way home. Just be who you are, though. Uh, they tried to pull the same scenario on ASAP Rocky. Really? They tried to say he was gay too? And then he married Riri and, and had a baby? 50 Cent claps at Diddy after breakfast cl- a breakfast interview. Why he fired Usher. Wild times living with P. Diddy. Uh-oh. Uh, not gay but wants to fuck Diddy. <laughs> Not gay, but he wants to fuck Diddy. The game speaks out, speaks on gay rappers. Four minutes of Sean Diddy Combs being Sean Diddy Combs. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll fuck the shit out of Diddy. What? What is this? What is all this? This is all dumb. Hold on, let's see. Is Diddy gay? Six reasons why the gay rumor about Sean. Uh, let's go to June twenty twenty two. All right, we're gonna look into this. We're we're getting to the bottom of this, y'all. We're getting to the bottom of this because it's not the first time that I heard that um, that Diddy was was homosexual, which or at least you know pan or whatever. I'm still convinced Wendy Williams is a. D- <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, Diddy subbed subbed by Cassie's husband, Alex Fine, following song about their breakup. Diddy released a new single called "Gotta Move On" last week, a song about the breakup with longtime girlfriend Cassie Ventura. As the title suggests, the track is about the bad boy records mogul needing to move on from their on and off again relationship, even though they split four years ago. Cassie has since moved on with her fitness trainer, Alex Fine, who she married in 2019 and had two children with not long after. Fine, who clearly heard about the the song, found, uh, found a clever way to clown Diddy without mentioning his name. On Saturday, June 18th, Fine shared an Instagram post wishing all of his LGBTQ plus friends a happy pride. He included the post attached is a charity that helps people who are in the closet and got to move on. <laughs> that is some shade right there, son. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, so so he he's making a little dig. About how uh, Diddy could be go- could be gay. 
Uh, I second that emotion with no uh, contest appeal. Yeah, baby. Uh, rumors about Diddy's sexuality have been ongoing for decades, despite him having romantic ties to numerous women, including Kim Porter, Jennifer Lopez. Earlier this month, he finally confirmed he's been casually dating City Girls rapper Young Miami. Uh, how's Young Miami? Is Young Miami? Nader! Thank you so much for gift subbing, Samo. My friend, my friend, my friend, uh, this is for you. We've been giving you all these. We'll go with this one. Hello and welcome to We Speak English Good TV. I'm your announcer, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Now please, put your fists in the air. Wave them like you do not care. For your host, Mike E.P. Thank you, Jean-Claude. I appreciate you, my friend. And thank you, Naders, for gift-subbing that wonderful Tier 1 sub to Samo, honey boy. I truly appreciate that, my friend. Thank you very, very, very much. <clears throat> I want to see what young Miami looks like. All right, y'all. Where are we at on this one? Smash or pass? Where are we at, y'all? Smash or pass? I'm smashing. Man, Wednesday, y'all are real picky. Still can't find my torch. I need a dab. You know what? Naders, I've been smoking weed for the last couple weeks. And I'm supposed to stop smoking weed. Today, no, I don't want to. I just don't want to. Uh, she's wild, cute, but she's also wild hood, not the rare beauty type that has a doctorate in medication types of doctorates in her extensions. <laughs> Motherfucker, I'm not talking about marrying the lady. Samo, I'll smoke twice as much for you. Please do. Please do. I, I, I'm probably not going to stop this week. It'll probably have to be next week. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to recover. I'm just trying to get back to a balance. And then I'm going to go completely straight edge again. No. Uh, same old, it's not about wifing her up. It's not about, do you want to spend the rest of your life with this human being? It's smash or pass. Okay. Uh, I'm like the guy that goes to the casino with his pension and go all in on one roll. All right. All right. Fair enough. Anyways, she's she's definitely smash worthy. Uh, Young Miami also asked him to define their real... Hold on. During the premiere episode of Revolts TV latest podcast, Carisha, please... Young Miami interrogated Diddy about their relationship to which Diddy finally explained, we go have dates, we're friends, we go have exotic lo we go to exotic locations, we have great times. We go to strip clubs, church, I'm going to take you to church. Young Miami also asked him to define their relationship to which he replied, we date, we're dating. But he maintained he's simply enjoying the company of women while calling Young Miami one of the realest people he's ever met. <sighs> okay. Not giving us the gay. I'm on a fence about that one. Fair enough. 
As for Cassie, Diddy dated the 35-year-old singer model from 2007 to 2000. Wow, that was quite a long time. According to Hollywood Life, Cassie was reportedly ready to marry Diddy, but got tired of waiting for Diddy to put a ring on it. Noting that was a big source of their issues and arguments, the insider claimed Diddy wasn't ready for such a huge commitment, but added he did leave room for her to believe that eventually the ring would come, but it never did. <clears throat> I mean... If you're with a dude for that long, who cares? Sounds like they're shopping, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it does say what. <laughs> does this dress make me look fat? No, Diddy, it makes you look fab. Um, okay. Eventually, Diddy just had to move on. Check out the thing. Okay, we. Uh, this says nothing about gayness. What? <laughs> That was a waste of our life, everyone. God damn it. And now it won't be. Okay. Six, is Diddy gay? Six reasons the gay rumor. Okay, let's go. Six reasons why the gay rumors about Sean Pity to Combs refused to die. I want to know. He's scrubbing. The, he probably is the motherfucker. He's rich enough. Is Diddy gay? Rumors about the hip-hop mogul and producer's sexuality have been raging since his he first burst onto the scene as part of Bad Boy Entertainment. Though many have speculated that the man born Sean Combs was a was homosexual. Though many have speculated that the man born Sean Combs was homosexual, he's been in several high-profile romantic relationships with women, including the late Kim Porter, that have produced several children, including Christian Combs, who is himself pursuing a career in the entertainment industry. But these latest rumors about Diddy's sensuality suggest that there, that were there's smoke, there's fire, and there's more evidence than ever that he just might be gay. Let's look at what we know uh, about the truth of his sexuality. Here's what we know, folks. Blood Orange is a... Okay, people suspect he is thanks to his verse in a song by independent rapper Blood Orange. Ooh, what's, what's up? Blood Orange is a rapper born Devante Hines, best, who is best known... Uh, for his work with the likes of Solange Knowles and Mariah Carey. But he's come to the forefront thanks to Diddy's appearance on Blood's song, Hope. I'm trying to burp. Trying to burp. <sighs> I yawned instead. Uh, in the official video for the song, two men are, uh, are seen embracing and Diddy's rapping the lyrics. Sometimes I ask myself, like... You know what is it what is it going to take for me not to be afraid to be loved the way like I really want to be loved oh lord but that I know how I really want to be loved but I'm but I'm like scared to really really feel that you know it's like you want something but you don't know if you can handle it maybe one day I'll get over my fears and I'll receive oh maybe Maybe he's a bottom. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's a power bottom. While Diddy isn't outright saying perhaps that he's gay, he's certainly coming close to insinuating it. You can check out the video here. Okay, homophobia homophobia is common in hip-hop, which makes it difficult for rappers like Diddy to come out of the closet. 
I would probably agree with that. I would probably go beyond that. The old Duke in the poop. <laughs> the old Duke in the pooper. <laughs> While there are many positive things that hip hop has contributed to American culture, its raging homophobia isn't one such thing. Because of the homophobia that's rampant in hip hop, even a so-called woke rapper like J. Cole isn't obvious, uh, isn't above using anti-gay slurs. And some critics suggest that homophobia in hip hop is normalized. It's difficult for anyone to come out of the closet, including someone as powerful as Diddy. Even today, when we're allegedly supposed to be forward-thinking and progressive in our mind frame, homophobia is still commonplace in hip-hop. Hmm. Um, the baby. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. The baby. <laughs> 50 Cent has been calling Diddy gay for years. Oh, well, 50 said it. 50 said it. Uh, 50 Cent never saw a fight that he didn't like, and his beef with Diddy has been raging for many, many years. As recently as 2018, Fif has been calling Diddy gay at every turn, including on an appearance on The Breakfast Club. He doesn't even know what he says, like Fruity said the mini-man, the mini-man rapper about Diddy. Called him Fruity. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, Diddy also said that he battled depression, which further fueled the gay... <laughs> Yo, man, I'm, like, feeling real depressed right now. Man, you gay! No. 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 No, no for real, man. Uh, I think I'm gay. Yeah, you... I mean, yo, man, I think I'm depressed. I'm just, like, sad and shit. Man, you gay as fuck. What the fuck? Only the gays get sad, bro. Really? I didn't think that's how it worked. I thought just, you know, maybe there was a chemical imbalance. I don't know. I haven't been eating right lately. I haven't been getting much sleep. I, I, I've, you know, I, I've been working really hard lately, and I'm just so exhausted all the time. And I don't know. I've just been feeling real down lately. Gay. Why does that make me gay? I don't. I don't think that makes me gay just for you know having a couple bad days. I mean, I'm just, I'm just sad, bro. I'm just sad. Gay. Oh. Well, okay. I guess I'll just suck your dick then. Come here, baby. Let me suck your dick. Let me suck your dick. I just wanna suck your dick. I just wanna suck your dick, baby. Baby. I just wanna suck your dick. I just wanna suck your dick, baby. Baby. Boom boom. I just wanna suck your dick. I just wanna suck your dick, baby. I just wanna suck your dick. I just wanna suck your dick, baby. Okay, yeah. 
2019 was a crazy year. It was a great year for some of us. And for some of us, that shit was really, really, really hard, man. It was real hard year, he said in an Instagram video post. Needless to say, that video post sparked hundreds of comments from fans begging him to come out of the closet and encourage him to love to live his truth. It's okay, Diddy, to just come out. And, and uh, it's okay, Diddy, just to come out and be a gay man. Love yourself enough to, as you say in this video, read read one comment. Bro, just come out. It's okay, motherfucker. Motherfucker's still going to listen to your music. <laughs> Motherfucker's still going to be listening to your <laughs> Wendy Williams also has, speaking of Wendy Williams, Wendy Williams has also said that Diddy was gay. Before Wendy Williams was a staple on television, she was a loudmouth radio disc jockey in New York City. Why was she a loudmouth? During her reign as the queen of urban gossip, she frequently inferred that Diddy was gay. However, back in 2017, Williams and Diddy reconciled after Diddy appeared on her show. I know I pissed a lot of people off, including you, but this is a full circle moment, everybody. Get into adult conversation said the controversial talk show host before apologizing for her past behavior. Diddy has never confirmed or denied the gay rumors. For what it's worth, Diddy has never confirmed or denied any rumors about his sexuality. However, it will be interesting to see if he comes out of the closet or if he continues to keep everyone guessing. Wow. What an article, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Best Buy. Yeah, I was wondering, do you guys sell Ubers? I want one. <laughs> Hello, um, Best Buy. Um, do you guys got any Ubers? Um, I really want to buy one. I just need like two or three Ubers, okay? Like two or three Ubers uh, on call at all times. I just need two or three. Just two or three Ubers. Yeah, could you just go ahead and ring that up for me? I'm going to use a credit card. <laughs> I'm going to use my Best Buy rewards card. It's rewards. Every time I use it, I get, get some points. I get points at the end of the month, and then they add up over time, you see. And then I can, like, you know, buy stuff for free or something, you know. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I really like it. So, uh, how much for the, for the three Ubers? I just need three Ubers, please. No, please go, please go get my Ubers, sir. Please. Do I have to speak to a manager? I just want two to three fucking Ubers. Just two to three fucking Ubers. And I don't want none of that Lyft bullshit, okay? That fucking second tier bullshit. Lyft. Lyft can lift these nuts to their mouth. And fuck Circuit City, bitch. 
BRB, good sir, Looper, sorry. Good. Who remembers Circuit City? I remember Circuit City. I remember when Circuit City was closing down, they used to have a... Before they closed down, they had like an instrument section. And then they had like cheap guitars and they had uh, like pedals and stuff. And I remember like they were closing down and it was it was just the end of the line for Circuit City. And I remember no one gave up. I mean, when a place is closing down like Circuit City and everybody that works there knows they're about to lose their jobs, there's something magical that happens. It's called no one gives a fuck anymore. And everything just goes by the wayside. And I stole the shit of a really nice delay pedal, which ended up getting, I think, I think that delay pedal ended up getting stolen from a roommate. And I think it got sold for drugs. I'm just going to, I'm just guessing here. I'm, I'm pretty sure my roommate stole some equipment of mine at one time and sold them for, for drugs. I'm pretty sure. You never know. Uh, yes, uh, I got a 3000 Onkyo surround sound for $500 when they close. Well, see, I got a better deal than you. I just stole mine. I just stole my fucking delay pedal. Yes, sir, the best smell ever smell is going out of business anyway. Oh, yeah, any electronic store. Yes. Give me your cheap electronics, please. And I don't, I don't shoplift anymore, but... And I was very young when this happened. It's been a while since Circuit City's been gone, huh? How long? Or here's probably a better answer, a better question. When did Circuit City close? Circuit City store will be closed Tuesday and reopen late. What? Is Circuit? There's no way Circuit City. 2009. Yeah, I knew I was younger. I knew it's been a while. So I was way younger. Uh, the 59-year-old company filed for bankruptcy. Within months, it closed its stores and liquidated more than $1 billion worth of merchandise. And on March 8, 2009, the last Circuit City store turned off the lights for good. <sighs> yes, indeed. So, so are so I don't know where you guys at. Is, is P Diddy gay or what? Is he gay? I don't know. Again, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Gay bombshell. Rapper Diddy just came out of the closet. What? Hello and welcome. Sean Diddy gay. Combs has always been gay bombshell. That's like the best fucking headline. It's the best fucking title. Gay bombshell. <laughs> Plagued <laughs> with various rumors about his sexuality. On one hand, Diddy is known as Ladies Man, who Whoa. has dated some of the most beautiful women in the world. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> Yo, screenshot. Get, hold on now. All right, let me get this. Boom. Screenshot. Diddy gay. Diddy gay. Hold on, guys. Diddy gay. 
let's get back into this because this is amazing, y'all. This is amazing. But on the other hand, there have always been whispers about his sexuality since his days at Bad Boy Records. And now Twitter believes that Diddy may be finally ready to come out of the closet as either gay or bisexual. Last year, Diddy released a collaboration with Devon Tay Haynes called Blood Orange, a song that celebrates LGBT love. Also in the video are Tyler, the creator, and ASAP Rocky. Tyler came out of the closet years ago, and Blood Orange came out as sexually fluid in 2018. ASAP was also played with gay rumours over the years, but he insisted that he is straight. Well, Twitter finally saw the video, and folks are convinced that Diddy came out. I see what you're saying now, Samo. They are trying to do that to ASAP. Specifically, at 3 minutes and 12 minutes into the song, Diddy appears to confess to possibly being LGBT, as he says the following words in the video, which shows multiple same-sex male couples who are black. He says, Yeah, sometimes I ask myself, what is it going to take for me not to be afraid to be loved the way I really want to be loved? I know how I really want to be loved, but I'm scared to really feel that, you know? Like you want something, but you don't know if you can handle it. You give me that hope that maybe one day I'll be able to overcome my fears and receive. Well, there you go, guys. Diddy did it. Diddy did it. Is P. Diddy gay? Who is Diddy's boyfriend? Wait a second. Is there Diddy had a boyfriend? I know I'm going into this, guys. I know we're going deep on this. We're going balls deep. But I got to know. P. Diddy is, is was doubted... Uh, P. Diddy was doubted and rumored to be gay before, and his sexuality has been in question again after his tweet regarding a recent event. Diddy praised Little Nas X on Twitter for his steamy performance at BET Awards 2021, but the question arose as Little Nas wrapped up the performance with a passionate kiss with one of his black male backup dancers. Diddy tweeted saying, Little Nas X did that. Be fearless. This tweet has started a storm of comments on social media. Some of his followers have started speculating him as gay and commenting on words. For example, one of his followers retweeted that Diddy should come out of the closet. <sighs> Who's Diddy's boyfriend? This is not the first time when Diddy's sexual orientation has been question he was also rumored to be gay in 2018 when he hopped on a verse of blood sugars called hope yeah we know that two men embrace who canceled me did i cancel myself i think i canceled myself never mind uh he rapped okay we know that Diddy is possibly dated. Mer Diddy is possibly dated. Diddy is possibly dating Miracle Watts, as their picture and captions mean. He was also doubted to be dating Carisha. Okay. Conclusion. Still, critics claim that Diddy is gay while talking about Diddy during an interview. 50 Cent's claiming Diddy was gay. Wendy Williams is also claiming he's gay. French, um, French Montana lives with Diddy and is sleeping in the same bed. Many pics uh, of them loving on each other. Rick Ross and Diddy have a picture, a pic younger kissing, and it's not pretty. 